Welcome back to episode six of the Waterboy Sports Show. I'm your host, Frankie. The guy over there is Kyle. Kyle, how was your week? Week's been good. It's been busy for work. I'm an accountant, so it was uh, our monthly close process. And so just been doing that. Luckily, it's almost over, almost Friday, and we've come to bring you the sports coverage for the week, uh, the week ahead and the week past. Yeah, I um, learned today that Warzone has a new map. Fortunately, it sounds like we're going back to the Chapter 1 days, so I'll be excited to hop on that. Um, also, a pretty exciting development. I decided to get back into the world of stocks, stonks, buy, sell, buy, buy, buy. Um, pretty exciting. You know, it gives you something to do, I guess. Um, instantly started with my whole account just plummeting yeah uh, it looks like we're making a little we're, we're making a, re, a rebound so that's been pretty good um other than that just watching a lot of sports just living the life living the dream yeah me too yeah just kind of relaxing getting into the holiday season a lot of people mm. kind of going on their little uh mm-hmm. it's almost the holiday so not working till 2024 so <laughs> yeah uh, i'm there Hey man, you know this is breakup season too. Everybody oh. apparent, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a thing. Apparently, you... everybody. No, 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 no. Uh, chill, chill, chill. Okay. I don't. Apparently, this is a thing that uh, everybody breaks up with their significant others before they have to buy gifts. Oof. Which you know makes business business sense, but rough. That sense. is that is brutal. Imagine getting broken up with just because, or maybe even just because your partner didn't want to buy you a gift. Dude, inflation these days, man. Yeah, I know. I spent so much money on Christmas gifts. It's unreal. (laughs) You have a little Christmas tree up? Oh, yeah, in the apartment. Ooh, nice, nice. I need to get one. I'll put a big old UTSA roadrunner at the top. But speaking of which... We have some news in the world of UTSA football. Um, some good, I guess, some bad. The good looks like we're keeping Jeff Trailer. We survived another coaching carousel. The bad, we have one impact player who, what, I guess, decided to enter the portal, Trey Moore. Yep, Trey Moore, the American Athletic Conference Defensive Player of the Year, has decided to enter the transfer portal and leave our mighty alma mater yeah um apparently he's a number 11 ranked player in the portal right now and he's the number one edge rusher that makes a lot of sense yeah that guy's a monster he was like our micah parsons um rumors are that he's going to ut austin which would suck and basically um force me to all of a sudden not cheer for them anymore in the playoffs and i'm gonna be a big proponent if they get trey moore I'm going to be a big proponent. We'll put it all over our podcast in the future that uh, Georgia should have made it in instead of Texas because I'll be very bitter and I won't be cheering for them. And I don't think that's petty at all. Kyle. Um, petty? Yeah, I, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would also agree with that sentiment for sure. Below's in the chat says Tamu needs uh Trey Moore. I don't think Trey Moore has any, if there's any shot that he goes to Texas A&M. Uh, it sound, well, I mean, it sounds like it's, Basically, he wants to go to the, the NFL. I think he's oh, yeah. that. But um, backup, 
apparently the rumors are UT. He goes to the NFL. I don't blame him at all. He's definitely ready for it. I was yeah, surprised that he just didn't NFL. declare. But how can you be surprised? Because you know how many you know how many players are in the portal that opened up December fourth, three days ago. Wasn't it like There's some like three thousand players? Three thousand players in the portal. That it's is unreal. insane. I mean, just just proves our point that we've been preaching this whole time about the uh, the whole sports industry turning into more of a business because I mean, people are just going to other places, making these business moves to go to bigger conferences, bigger teams, or maybe even bigger money for the NIL for stuff sure, NIL, going that's on. That's crazy, man. I mean, it's just... Yeah, and that's, these that's guys are like, ridiculous. what, 18, 19, 20 years old, 21? I yeah, mean, I mean... I mean, You think these are smart decisions? They see a big dollar sign, you know, one-time payout, and it's like, ooh, I'm going. And then after that, when you're riding the bench, then what? Yeah, it really depends. I feel like it would be a smarter move if somebody is like more of a college player and they they kind of don't have much, you know, prospect uh, or perspective like potential for like making the league, for example. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's hard to say. It's it's a hard decision to make. You know, you could end up just riding the bench and then ending up going to maybe the XFL. It's a, it's or, a you know risk. like an entire team can end up like UNT, the the brethren up north, who, for all intents and purposes, is going to have to start pulling kids from the band to start playing. They have lost their entire team, which is, I, I mean, I don't care. I'm not a UT, UNT fan. I don't know if there are many people that are, but um, if you are, man, you are in rebuild year at number one, and it's a long journey. Yep. Belos also says in the chat that NIL ruined the CFB. That's uh, yeah, that's agree. a fair 100%. fair point from many aspects. Uh, it's kind of funny because you hear a bunch of you know sports media people or like I don't know, just a bunch of like retired athletes or I don't know, just a bunch of people who constantly you heard them say, "Oh, the NCAA is so corrupt. These players need to get compensated. I'm all about the athlete. Pay them." They're making money off of these athletes, and then the NCAA was finally like, "Okay, you get what you want, you know, fine." I here tell you, you go. what, like, and if, all of a sudden, buyer's remorse, man. With all Nobody this impact, it. all this negative impact that the NIL is causing on the college football scene, we better fucking get a new uh, NCAA college football video game mm-hmm. out of this. Mm-hmm. We better because well, we're not going to be able to afford it because you just demonetize us off, off YouTube, but that's okay. That's yeah. fine. We're here for the big boys. Um, yeah, one I think other big game. one other big like kind of move that I saw was mm-hmm. that the uh, I believe the top prospect uh, at offensive tackle in the country coming out of high school uh, for the twenty twenty four class has just declared to uh, Colorado. Really? Yep. And he had offers from every big school, but he he committed to Colorado. So Dion's still pulling kids. It's yeah. impressive. And maybe more season. to come. Yeah. I mean, man, that's, well, we'll see how it plays out. But um, that's pretty shocking after their bust of a year. I think everybody is hoping that they would have done a lot better. But fair. Um, speaking of the coaching carousel, though, looks like Duke, Tulane, James Madison are all still searching for coaches. Uh, it's rumored that Duke might be poaching the Penn State defensive coordinator as their mm. head coach. That'd be great. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And of course, Tulane, 
Uh, Willie Fritz went to University of Houston, which we've already talked about. I we think he's going to have a lot of problems over there. Hope hope yeah. not, but um, everything yeah. coming out of Dana Holgers, Holgerson's camp kind of says like he was he was having trouble over there, and it may be deeper than just the coaching job. We'll see how that plays out. James Madison. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised luck. by that at all. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that could have been a flash in the pan. It's hard to replicate a season like that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it makes sense, but hopefully, hopefully y'all will get a good guy for uh, the mm-hmm. future too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, um, it's really hard to do that. And I think that's why it was so important for UTSA to keep Jeff trailer. Cause I think everybody thought that in the 2021 season, it was just a flash in the pan. It was like, Oh, pfft, like we're not going to talk about the road owners ever again. And here we are three years later. So having like, five games in a row on national TV, you know, it's like, that is so hard. That lightning in a bottle is just so hard to capture for most schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why there's so much excitement. So it sucks to see people like Trey Moore leave, but fortunately that's the only player like impact player that I think has actually said anything about leaving. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, anything else with college football? Uh, I guess we hadn't talked about yet that we uh, UTSA had been slated to uh, or chosen for the uh, Frisco Bowl mm-hmm. against Marshall. Um, I'm kind of disappointed Yay. about the idea of playing in the Frisco Bowl again. I yeah. mean, it seems like we played in that bowl like like three times or something. Yeah, yeah it sucks. Um, uh, but whatever. I mean, it's just a bowl. I mean, at the end of the day, bowls really aren't like important at all yeah and and the opponent you know not super tough for us i'm hoping to get our first bowl win out of that and also i think that the the administration and the athletics office had been kind of uh and the coaching personnel had been kind of happy about that because they did not want to uh their number one priority was to not get a a northeast bowl because they didn't want to play in the cold um (laughs) which is kind of that that's kind of weird to me but i guess you know Whatever, whatever helps us win, right? Um, Bilo says, "Can't wait for the avocados from the Mexico Bowl." Yeah, <laughs> is A and M? Uh, are they in a bowl? Did they get in with five Mexico wins? Mexico Bowl. <laughs> is that is what that it thing? is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for sure a thing. I think. Yeah. yeah I mean, this <laughs> might be a hot State take. A&M. This might be a controversial hot take, but I don't like avocados or guacamole. Yeah, that's a scorching hot take. Um, I'm going to put you on mute for the next five minutes because you're in timeout. That's not okay. I didn't know that about you. Um, whatever. They're in the Texas Bowl, apparently, according to B-Lows and chat. Okay. Well, that's interesting because I don't think they had six wins, but happy to see they made it. Um, okay. Well, that's it for anyway, college football. Yeah. Switching over we, to, um, we got to wait for the bowl season. Not I'll let you have the floor for the start of the NFL talk Dude. because the MVP race. <laughs> it's exciting. MVP race. So we got four right now, I think. That's a general consensus. Uh, You got Dak. You got Jalen Hurts. This one's a shocker. Brock Purdy. I've heard people talk about him. And then, honestly, who I think deserves it most, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. 2,000 yards. Nobody's ever done that. Yeah. No. Well, I think. I don't think Megatron do it. I don't don't know. Megatron do it. But he's definitely certainly going to go down as probably the best receiver of all time. Um, And and the thing is, the problem about this, and I want to hear your thoughts about this, the MVP is obviously 
wildly renowned as the quarterback award. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people think that Tyreek Hill, of course, like is the most deserving, but again, at the end of the day, the way that it's biased is towards quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Obviously quarterbacks contribute to winning because they lead the lead, the whole team and everything, but the dolphins cannot do what they do without Tyreek Hill. No, absolutely not. And, and so it's, it's kind of tough that way, but you know, what do you think about it being the quarterbacks? (laughs) I think people like underestimate how, how important a good wide receiver is just because how much they can open up the offense for the quarterback, for running backs. It's like you have one baller on your team who maybe needs double coverage or something. It just opens up everything for the rest of the offense. So that's always underrated, I think, in my opinion. But it looks like um, Cooper Cup actually had a 2,000-yard receiving season in 2021 but that included the postseason, so it looks like Tyree Kill is on pace to do it in the regular season, which nobody's done before. Which is insane, and he's played through injuries specifically because mm-hmm. he wants to get this. So hats off to him, honestly. Yeah. But you know, it, it will depend to see how the award committee or whoever does that will kind of evaluate. Who do you think is playing better right now, though, in the quarterback race? Dak, Jalen, or Jalen Hurts, or Brock Purdy? So. It's it's interesting because I think Dak has definitely picked it up the most out of out of anybody. Um, but I think that there's something to be said, obviously, about the performance and success of the Eagles and the 49ers as teams. So ah, ah, it's, it's not the quarterbacks. Say. It's not the quarterbacks, though. I mean, no, it's not the quarterbacks. Brock Purdy, all he has to do is not make mistakes, in my opinion. Jalen Hurts, um, he's not rushing. I don't know if there's like, what, what do you have, an injury in his calf or something? Or uh, He hasn't been running as much as he has in past seasons. And I think... Um, yeah, which is kind of like what makes him such a big threat. Yeah, I think that injury is more than the Eagles are making it seem. Uh, but I think Dak is playing like... I think he's playing like an MVP right now. It will definitely come down to the wire on how all these quarterbacks close out the season. Yeah, yeah Obviously, well, it... It go it deserves to go to Tyree Kill, but you know, at the end of the day, I know it's just gonna be a quarterback. Yeah. And might as well just call out the quarterback award if it ha- if it happens again that a quarterback mm-hmm. is the MVP because this mm-hmm. is it's unreal how it's like the Heisman down. Pretty much. Well, it's not as bad as the Heisman. I mean, the Heisman has a lot more receivers and running backs and stuff win, but yeah, the MVP race is pretty much all quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, so your favorite team, man. The Jets. Yes. yes. We are starting Zach Wilson again this yeah, week. Maybe. The We've cut Tim Boyle. What a beautiful. We circle. tried, you know, Mr. Trevor Seaman at a quarterback uh, last <laughs> didn't week. Didn't work. He had some um, semen on his shirt. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um, maybe in his eyes. But mm-hmm. um, but you know, Zach Wilson is. I just don't have any really w- meaningful words to say about it. Anything that I've I've said already about it doesn't need to be said again. Folks, All this is the voice of a heartbroken Jets fan. I mean, That's it's just what it sounds like what it is, is it's just it's heartbreaking. It's depressing to watch because we have the defense to give us all the opportunities that we possibly need on offense and nothing materializes mm-hmm. and we're just OK yeah. with playing it, you know, super conservative until 
we go three and out, you know, maybe get a couple first downs, punt it. Thomas Morstead has been the MVP. He should be the MVP, honestly, <laughs> because he has been racking oh, up punting God. highlights throughout the season. And yeah, if if you ask me, he should be like top ten in that conversation. Because That's ridiculous. It's, you it's are crazy. delusional now as a Jets fan. Uh, I think so. I was looking at fantasy and um it looks like the jets actually have the number one defense i guess going against wide receivers against a pass that if you have the number one defense or offense in anything you should not be four and eight and exactly um they're playing a tough texans team yeah interestingly enough though interestingly enough that if we're able to pull off this win this week somehow by some miracle against the Texans. That means that we are technically still in playoff contention if we win out. And the return of Aaron Rodgers. And the return of Aaron Rodgers. Open up, write the script, send it over to the studio. So if they lose, are they out? Yeah. Or do we still Yeah, because it? because it would be like it would be eight and nine would be our best possible mm-hmm. record. Um they're only plus I mean they're plus one sixty against the Texans today or on Sunday. Yeah, not a super huge margin. I'm assuming that has to do with a lot of the uh key players on the Texans getting injured. Like we had the the Tank Dell injury, we had the Noah Brown injury, a lot of those young receivers that they have are yeah. are dealing with injury concerns. Yeah, there. But um CJ Stroud, I think he's also in the MVP race. We didn't include him. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I think you're right. It just depends on each one of their respective teams, it kind of depends. One, do they make it in the playoffs? Two, how far do they make it? And I think that will pretty much determine, I guess, who deserves MVP. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll it's see. It's going to be a tight race, yeah. Um, Specifically, then, the first game that we have coming on tonight for tonight. TNF, uh, the mid-bowl. Patriot yeah, this is what everybody's Steelers. been wanting to see. This has uh, been circled on our calendars all year. Patriots Steelers. Um, what are your thoughts on that matchup? Mm, I think the Steelers are probably we're gonna get some hate mail for this. I think they're probably the worst seven and five team I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Primarily because Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's the guy, but it's so weird. I, I don't know how they're seven and five, to be honest. Um, but they're minus two sixty five, five and a half point favorites against the Patriots. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Bailey Zappi starting right for the Patriots. Yeah, um, I think that I think that 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 spread is the way it is. It's so low, in my opinion, because even though the Steelers are a much better team than the Patriots, the Patriots have a, a really good like I guess defense. So <laughs> yeah. their ability to kind of hold um, teams to points is oh. to low points is kind of playing into that. Like they lost six to zero last week. It it, I, it reminds me of the what was it like Rutgers and Iowa game or something, and the under was like twelve points or something ridiculous. Yeah. The <laughs> Patriots, the Patriots are kind of like you could think about it this way, or kind of like a a worse version of what the Jets are because mm-hmm. watching their games both are like eerily similar. I get the yeah. same feeling. They played right last week, Jets Patriots. No, Jets played. Uh, who did we play? See, I can't even remember because it was that. Yeah, it's just it's like the time during at least all the all the days blend together. We played the you know, Falcons. Like the games. Oh boy, yeah. Who who did the Patriots play? That was. I have to look this up now. 
That was six to zero. It was a uh, they played game. the Chargers actually. Was it really? Which no is way. pretty surprising that that's a six to zero. It game. was the Chargers. What I thought it was the Jets. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Patriots did play the Jets earlier in the season, fifteen to ten. Yeah, just miserable, miserable football. In uh, if you're a New England fan, yeah, I I got the Steelers winning this game. Yeah, I guess uh, to outline the picks for the rest of the week. Um, before I go into mine, because mine are kind of more <laughs> the mega parlay. I have, Kyle's I call it my parlay. mega parlay for the week. Yeah. Go ahead and, uh, yeah. So I got a cheeky little parlay going on, um, for the under. Uh, so, okay. So Patriots Steelers, I'm actually going to take the under on it. It's an under of 30. I think that, yeah, I think that's very, very overvalued. There's no way they get to 30 points. Again, this is another one of those games that, I would rather see as a Toy Story overlay. Nobody really wants to watch <laughs> this game, but it's a Thursday night. What else are you doing? Prime um, video. The prime on Prime Video. The the sneaky, sneaky aspect of this game that I think Vegas took into consideration with this point total is that you know that song "Renegade" by Sticks. Apparently, yeah. that is the Steelers' like defensive anthem if you will odd. it is odd but sticks is actually doing the national anthem tonight for tonight's game wow so steelers may be coming out ready to run through a brick wall i don't know but i'm still taking the under the second of the parlay the second leg i'm actually taking the chiefs over the bills i'm taking the spread one and a half point favorites anything like that i'm gonna regret saying this if it's that close like why would you take the money line just take the points like yeah, who wins sure. who wins by one or two points. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um the third leg. I'm gonna take the Lions over the Bears. Vegas only has a three point favorite on the Lions, which I think is a slap in the face to everybody in that organization. Um, I think the Lions take it by Fair. way more than three points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's How's Jared uh, Goff is what happened to Jared Goff? Didn't he didn't get hurt, did he? No, no he's not on their injury report. I did check that because that yeah. was seems like a weird like close yeah, spread to me. But um, yeah, those are good picks. Picks, I agree with them mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Um, Let's hear your mega parlay. My mega parlay. Obviously, I'm locking in Steelers money line tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're going Ravens money line versus the Rams. Uh, they mm-hmm. had a seven and a half spread. I didn't take it just because the Rams are a pretty high powered offense. They like to throw the ball a lot, fly through the air yeah. and everything. Uh, definitely took the line spread um, over the bears. Um, Saints money line over the Panthers Texans money line over the jets. Yes. I would bet against the jets. Take that mm-hmm. as a lock mm-hmm. Bengals Bengals money line over the Colts. With yes. Jake Browning at quarterback, he that guy is nuts. One, he played wonderful, exquisite last yes, week. He did, um, and they're favorites because of that. Yeah, they're actually favorites. Yeah, even though even though the Colts are still at minus one hundred two odds, that I would definitely take the Bengals money line there. They're sleeping on Jake Browning. Um, here's a bit of a shocker at plus money, plus one thirty six. I'm taking the Jaguars money line over the Browns, even with CJ Beathard at quarterback. 
What? Really? Okay, so is uh, Joe Flacco still lining up for the Browns this weekend? He is. I liked what mm. I saw from C.J. Beathard in the final stretch of that game. And even though it was a little bit short of a, of a time and he didn't throw for a touchdown, he still got them down the field like very efficiently, very poised. And like he sat in the pocket. He was able to do his thing, get out, get to his reads and everything. And they're also obviously going to rely a lot more on uh, Travis Etienne. And he took a lot good for me. I have Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram uh, on my mm. fantasy team. He took them as options a lot and they're very safe. Like Travis Etienne will be able to get you on a screen pass like 12, 15 yards or something on any given pass. And then Evan Ingram is very, you know, possession type uh, uh, tight end that's able to just catch the ball and, you know, get you some decent yardage. So I There's like there's not a single person in the entire NFL ecosystem that cares less about the game of football than Joe Flacco. Yeah, exactly. And he's washed. He's, he's an old man. So yeah, yeah let's but, be real. Dude, did you see that one pass he had? It was it went like 60 yards. Or oh 70 yeah. Yards. Yeah. I saw that. You can't count him out, man. Can't no, I won't him count him out, but I do think that I'm going to be taking the Jaguars money line uh, mm-hmm. at that plus money because that seems like a great, you know, little underdog to take. Um, yeah. Also, before I continue, I have a hilarious fantasy story, right? So I'm, I was six and six, I believe, um, this mm-hmm. week. And, you know, I had to I had to win to, you know, can keep my playoff hopes alive. I have the best point point four and like basically in the league. Mm-hmm. So. I was 1% chance of winning going into Monday Night Football. Guess 1%? what happened? 1% chance of winning. I was down by 54 points. <laughs> what happened? Wait, wait, wait. So, okay, what happened? Monday Night Football, I had Joe Mixon, Travis Etienne, and Evan Ingram. I won by 12 points. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. To keep the playoff hopes alive. So, what are your percentage... Oh, okay, so you're still in the running for the playoffs. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm almost certainly going to make the playoffs if I win this week, or even if I don't win. I, I'm like outscoring the next guy by like 40 points. So if they lose, then I'm fine. So <clears throat> continuing That's on impressive. though, um, just because the Seahawks provided a really close game against the Cowboys, I'm not taking the spread with against the 49ers yeah. for, yeah. Uh, for them. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. Uh, because anything can really happen with that. I'm going to take just like the safe 49ers money line, mm-hmm. albeit it is at minus 625. 10 just and a half points. Damn. Yeah. It's pretty wide. Um, I'm taking the Vikings money line versus the Raiders, Chiefs money line versus the Bills, and I'm taking the Chargers two and a half point spread versus the Broncos. And then lastly, because or the last two for Monday night, I've got the minus 13 spread Dolphins versus Titans. I think that's a, a pretty mm-hmm. safe bet. And then I will take the Packers money line versus the, the Giants. Very confident. So this is all in one gigantic Kyle mega parlay. Yep. $10 wins 5,700. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lock it in. Pay off the rest of your car. Pay off the student debt. Whatever you got. Lock yeah. it in. And then interestingly enough, I didn't bet on this game. I have no idea what's going to happen. Eagles versus Cowboys. Cowboys open up as minus 185 favorites. Three and a half mm-hmm. point spread. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm so the money line. Actually, that's definitely the, the game to watch, people. Yep, Sunday night, eight twenty p.m. Yeah, take the spread there, probably. For the, the Cowboys, Cowboys three and a half. Yeah, uh, the Eagles looked very human after last week's thrashing against the 49ers. I'm gonna make T-shirts um, that say the 49ers defaced my team. <laughs> and I'm gonna hand them out to all the Cowboys and Eagles fans. I That's don't. Hilarious. Yeah, man, that was dude. I didn't expect that. Um, but the Eagles look sluggish. They didn't yeah, look great. That was that was out of the ordinary for them for sure, and really shows like how how powerful the weapons are uh, for the 49ers because you know it's not necessarily all Brock Purdy, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he did have four TDs, three hundred fourteen yards. Uh, Debo Samuel just popped off, yeah, sixteen yards, two TDs. McCaffrey also had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts was actually the rushing leader. Is that right? He had twenty um, yards. <laughs> no way, that's that's right. insane. Wow, that's an insane stat. That is. I have to do some fact checking on that, but yeah, that's what it's showing. Should be an exciting one versus the Cowboys this week. Yeah, I think so. I, I think the Cowboys pull it off, though. I, th- I think there's just too many weapons on the offense for the Cowboys, but. We'll see. Crazier things have happened. I did not expect the 49ers to to just completely ruin the Eagles like they did. Oh, Matthew Pye is in the chat says Christian McCaffrey for MVP. He's I mean I mean he he, he, would, have a case. he, very, he would have a case. He'd have a very good case. Um they wouldn't be where they are without him. That's for sure. No, yeah, definitely not. And he's he's finally able to, you know, be healthy and stuff. Mm-hmm which is great to see. I guess uh, moving over now to the NBA, if you didn't have anything else. No, I just, no, I'm just a little, I I will say I'm a little nervous for that Cowboys game. I sounded pretty confident, but deep down I'm actually a little nervous because this has huge playoff implications. For sure. Um, We have the in-season tournament uh, for the NBA semifinals tonight. Uh, the Pacers Bucks game is currently underway. Let's do a little score check in at halftime. The Pacers are up sixty three to fifty one against the Bucks. Ooh. They're already playing. They're already playing. Who the Lakers play at, at seven o'clock? What? Okay. Or nine o'clock actually for the Lakers game, uh, which I will be tuning into. But I want to talk about the quarterfinals results a little bit. The Pacers shocked the Celtics. Chris Subsprzingis was injured, so he wasn't really able to provide that uh, interior presence for them and also that uh, you know versatility at their center mm-hmm. position, which they lack if he's not healthy. So it makes sense. Um, and then the Bucks beat the Knicks. Pelicans take down the Kings. It's not really – there's nothing really super noteworthy about those games. But yeah, other than one, the fact that literally every team we picked last week lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were completely except the Bucks, wrong. Except the Bucks. Except the Bucks. And the Lakers, which I've got to but talk you about. Still take our parlay. The Lakers with a clutch finish against the Suns. Um, the so what happened here? I don't know if you heard about this. The timeout controversy. Yeah, this was the sequence of events that occurred. Austin Reeves, he's him. He hit a mm-hmm. clutch step fa- step back jumper uh, to hit the three with 15 seconds left mm-hmm. to put the Lakers up f- by four, 105 to 101. What happened in the in the following sequence? 
was that the Suns came back uh, down the court. Katie hits a, a two-pointer. Lakers up by two. Lakers in back, in, inbound the ball with seven seconds left. Um, Austin Reeves gets bumped by Devin Booker. He thought he was going to get a foul call. He obviously fell over. The ball came loose as KD came up for that trap. Um, and the ball comes loose. After the ball came loose, the refs couldn't see that the ball had come loose, but the Lakers called a timeout. They could see LeBron calling a timeout. So what happened is essentially the Lakers got a timeout that they shouldn't have mm. because the ball was already loose. There was no pos- no possession. Lay timeout. Lay clock management. <laughs> Yep, yep. Uh, And actually, this caused a lot of controversy implications for future games because the Lakers are no longer allowed to wear their black jerseys because the the officiating in the NBA are saying that there's too much of a contrast between the court and the jerseys. Oh, gosh. Oh, stop it. They act Um, like this is the first team to ever... That upsets me. This is not the first team to ever wear black jerseys. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Then the Brooklyn Nets have to completely come up... The Spurs have to come up with a new... Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, but for the rest of the in-season tournament, they're not allowed to wear their black jerseys. So a lot of people are going to Twitter talking about this uh, this whole thing. Oh, Suns got hoed. Um, you know, they got they got fucked by the refs because the they shouldn't Lakers have shouldn't have gone in a timeout. I have a couple thoughts on this, which I tweeted about on the Twitter. The first one is that you know there was contact from Devin Booker that came, and obviously that contact in normal circumstances. Uh, would would have easily been called a foul in the final like seconds of the game, you know, because the refs want to be cautious about that. That's what caused the loose ball. So there was easily a missed foul call there. Um, and then second, you can see that the back camera angle, if you were, were able to look at it further, the back camera angle of that play shows mm-hmm. that after the ball came loose, it, it had collided with Devin Booker's foot. So mm-hmm. at best, a kickball violation was missed there. Um, means Lakers ball either way or a dead ball ball either way you slice it. So it's not really it's not really like the Suns necessarily got cheated because I feel like I feel like the Lakers just as easily had a case for mm-hmm. them cheated as well. So the Lakers Matthew Pies, was, Yeah, go ahead. Matthew Pies with some very um, insightful comments saying less semifinals and Le Vegas. Um yes. Well, you know, okay, so also didn't KD have a shot at the end and he airballed it? Yeah, so that so essentially what happened is after the Lakers got that timeout, they took their timeout. They took another timeout to advance the ball. Um and Anthony Davis got fouled making one of two free throws. They were now up 106 to 103. What happened is um um the Suns inbound the ball. They don't have a timeout, so they can't advance it. They inbound uh, with uh, six sec- or they don't even inbound. They get the rebound from the missed Anthony D- Anthony Davis free throw. They have to run the ball down the court. They give it to KD. He pulls up from about like a, the left side of the logo, essentially, like the left side of the court, like pretty far distance. He pulls up. Torian Prince is in his face. He just airballs the shit out of that. Um, game done. Yo, chat. Y'all got to chill. I can't concentrate. <laughs> Matthew Paez also the last minute, two minute report. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I well, read okay. the two minute report for sure. You know how, and this is my other thought. Um, you mentioned Austin Reeves and go, you know how in like Pokemon, you'd like start off with a little beta starter. And then obviously the gen ones weren't beta. They were 
they were goaded, but yeah. Um, I don't know. You take a game later on in the series, and it's just a little beta Pokemon, and it just kind of sucks. And then it evolves into something that looks way cooler and it's way better. Yeah, yeah. I almost feel like, um, Alex Caruso is that little Pokemon, and Austin Reeves is the evolved form of the <laughs> Alex Caruso with hair. You know what I'm getting at? Fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, LeBron always has that token white guy that he, he <laughs> yeah. always just knows super well and they play super well together. Led GM, dude. He's got to have that uh, 50% balance or whatever between the token white minorities. Guy. Yeah, there you go. Um, but they're balling, man. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Awesome. At least they have him. him. He's coming off the bench. He's playing great. They haven't dropped 15 uh, straight like my boys have. I don't even want to cover them anymore. I regret saying, uh, <laughs> I regret saying of having a Wimby watch on this show <laughs> because it's just like a constant disappointment. Not with Wimby, but the whole team. Uh, there was a Wimby SWAT that went viral on that Nas Reed. Uh, that thing, <laughs> that thing went off the backboard and uh, probably broke Sohan's nose. So Fair. hopefully but, he's out for a little. I bit. mean. I mean, I saw the rest of the game too, and Nas Reed was cooking, y'all. Oh, of course. Nas Wait. Reed was cooking. <laughs> All that matters is the, the clip that goes viral. But Wimby is averaging 19.3 points, 9, 9.7 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 1.3 steals, 2.7 blocks. That is a full stat line he's averaging. He's making an impact everywhere on the court. He's also shooting 43.7% from the field, and he's taking a lot of threes. So he's uh, for a rookie, I can't complain, man. I cannot complain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, got to be happy with that. Um, Talking back about the in-season tournament semifinals tonight, let's preview a little bit the Lakers and Pelicans going on. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, by the way, you can lock this in. The Lakers should win. Lock in Lakers money line. I'll say that all day. Looking very, very strong in the paint. Of course, the Pelicans, they are more of a, uh, they have a lot of, I guess their top, you know, kind of three guys are they have a great three through five combo. Uh, they've got Brandon Ingram at the three, Zion Williamson at the four, and Jonas Valanciunas at the at the five, who's playing great this year. Um, he's not exactly a rim protector, though. I think that's barbecue chicken for AD all night long. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be a really fun matchup, I bet, tonight, because, you know, both have really great, strong, you know, yeah. flashy offenses. So it's going to be showtime at its finest. I'd definitely catch the game at 9 o'clock mm-hmm. uh, Eastern time if you can. Um, LeBron has looked absolutely unstoppable, um, you know, when he when he is playing on the court. Um, and he is just, what he's doing, we, we can say it every single episode, but it doesn't need to be said again. I'll say it one more time. 38 years old, almost 39, mm-hmm. doing what he's doing. It seems like when he's when he's on a mission to win the game, he will do that because he just, he barrels to the paint gets, you know, gets an and one layup makes these tough baskets. He's making these floaters. He's making these hook shots. It's, it's a sight to be seen. We should Mm -hmm. just bask in how, uh, how, what LeBron (laughs) is doing not to be, you know, what people might characterize a, uh, lebron sexual but yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's playing great. sexual it sounds like you are matthew but... Pius says he's uh rolling with the fighting jose alvarado's tonight <laughs> jose alvarado i mean grand theft alvarado man he's uh <laughs> he's he's a guy he's definitely a dog on defense and he he 
he can definitely lock up, you know, your best. Uh, Dude, stop trying to sell us into some diplomatic thing. He's averaging 7.3 points, two rebounds and two assists. Okay, okay. But, <laughs> but he's only in his second season. He'll yeah, rip the ball no, from you. Simple. He'll, yeah, he'll rip the ball from you. And you won't even know what happened until he's he's going back the other way. But Lakers have a guy who's just as equally good on the steel department, Cameron Reddish. He's he's doing the same thing on the other end. So it will be very oh, cool to see. I'm looking forward to it. Now I got to roll with the fighting Jose Alvarado's. Just because of that comment. Yep. Just because of that, man. Now I look at that stat line of a beast. Yeah. I'm putting all my money on the Pelicans. I'm sorry. I'm doing it. Fair taking enough. the dog. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, speaking of, you know, his nickname is Grand Theft Alvarado. Um, Grand Theft Auto Six, the trailer dropped. <laughs> no way, dude. Did, did no you hear way about that? that? Finally come. I, I, dude, I've been hearing about this for years. So the the trailer dropped, and the trailer at the end mentioned that it drops in. Guess what? Twenty twenty five. Oh shit. We have another two years. I don't know why people are looking so forward to that game. I just never got into it. What? Know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not my thing. Not my vibe. Well, same with like 2K and stuff. Like when I see, like when I see um, somebody just throw up like a shot from the other end of the court and win the last second, I see those clips all the time. I just can't. Like, what's the point? You know, I'd rather play basketball in real life. I don't know. That's my hot take. <laughs> he plays sports, guys. He plays. I sports. do. I'm a big sports guy. Big, big sports guy. Big sports guy. Frankie Garcia right here. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Piaz says in the chat, I'll take seven, two and two all day long. Mm-hmm. Fair, Fair enough. Too. Fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, I have nothing to say about that. You can do that if you want. Um is there anything going on with college basketball? We're still early in the season, but I think Ooh, there were some upsets. Um, uh, so this weekend, Bronny James is making his debut, it's said. Um, and that should be exciting to see. Mm. I haven't been following the exact box scores super, super hard about uh, college basketball just because it, it, it hasn't really ramped up yet for me. I'm focused on the, you know, the exciting parts of the season for other sports. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but I've been paying attention to you know some of uh, some of the teams. Kentucky Wildcats are playing great, um, but you better believe we're going to be covering March Madness. Like oh yeah, I will. My bracket will be the top bracket. Tune mm-hmm. back in here in March to see mm-hmm. my bracket because it will win you all of your bracket challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, UT lost against Marquette number eight Marquette geez Houston put an absolute whooping on rice 75 to 39 yesterday uh that's nuts I didn't really see many it's good to see Marquette back in the back in the college football kind of dominance they've they were they were kind of uh quiet for a while in basketball um Matthew Pies in the chat says me and the boys will be vibing in the GTA strip club Mm -hmm. soon a hundred I'll be there it's a lot cheaper than in real life Yep. I'll be there. I'll, I'll have to uh, wait for my girlfriend to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, anything else we got going on happening in the, the sports world? It's a good time to be a sports fan. Um, we got bowl season coming up. 
Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the 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 other thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to like sports betting type of world, I just got into, and this is not sponsored by the way, so you know you you know you can chill on that, pump the brakes. But I just got into this app called Prediction Strike, and there's another one that's very similar called Mojo. And you mentioned Frankie, you're getting back into mm. uh, stonks, right? So yeah, it's basically just legal gambling, if I'm being honest. Yeah, so this is the same thing, but you you hold shares in athletes, and that's uh, awesome. They have stock prices, and they go up and down throughout the years, and you can hold them for as long as you want. Are you um, serious? Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. What a genius idea. And so. So I think most of it factors into the projected fantasy points, but obviously the real life performance will probably affect their stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so m- listen to, I guess, my portfolio real quick. And it would be great prediction strike if you're listening, if you want to sponsor the pod, you know, we can we can do a free advertisement. So it's like on. real money that you put in? Um, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's real money you put in. And then you just buy shares of different athletes. You can, it, they have different sections in the Explorer section of like, you can buy the dip or you can see the top risers. Or you can see people playing today. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I have two shares on Garrett Wilson, which I plan to hold for, uh, for uh, like the foreseeable future. Just when the Jets are good again, he's going to shoot back up. <laughs> okay. Um, two shares in Evan Mobley, two shares in Austin Reeves had to, two shares mm-hmm. in Blake Jarwin I got for free from the app. Um, how much are these shares? Like, how much is one share in Austin Reeves? Uh, Five dollars and thirteen cents. What is the most expensive player? Uh, right now, it would be thirty-five dollars at Josh Allen, I believe. Hmm. Okay. Really? Um, uh. Yeah. So they're they're pretty they're pretty affordable. Um, continuing on, I've got two shares in Will Levis, two shares in Bailey Zappi. <laughs> I've got two like random fighters and soccer guys. I've got. One share in Jordan Hawkins, one share in Quentin Grimes, four shares in Terrence Mann, one share mm-hmm. in D'Angelo Russell, and the big one, by the way, not endorsing this guy as a person, but I think it's strategic business decision to uh, to hold shares in him. I have four shares in Josh Giddy. <laughs> oh, dude, that guy's about to be playing for the Australian. Uh, I don't even know what their league is called. He's going to be playing with Patty Mills over there. I think the way it's going to turn out is the news is going to come out. The Thunder are going to release him or trade him, and he's going to go to mm-hmm. another team and play just as good as he, he used to play. And so that that price is going to go up, and I'm going to be there. I'm going to mm-hmm. sell those shares right when those that price goes way You're up. You're going to be so. twirling your mustache, your handlebar oh, mustache. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He's down. Mm-hmm. His his stock price has been down 12.5% over the past mm-hmm. seven days. So Yeah, buy low, sell high. Or in my case, buy high, sell low. <sighs> what a week anything else you got no that's about it that's about it for me well let's say some prayers for the zach wilson led jets um let's again thoughts and prayers you to everybody who will be watching the patriots steelers tonight unfortunately that is the only game we have going on um in football at least so that'll be a real hoot to watch. Yeah, definitely. Other than that, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think we're ready to wrap up. Uh, Matthew Pius says, give me a million shares in Jose Alvarado. <laughs> Grand Just, uh, Theft Alvarado. By the way, this, is, this app names. is uh, legal in Texas because it's not necessarily sports mm. gambling. It's fantasy. Jose Alvarado is valued at $2.88 right now. So that would get Milo you like so high, baby. 28 
I don't know how to do that math. 2.8 million. I don't know. Yeah. Good math there. Anyway, that's it for the episode six of the Waterboy sports show. We will see y'all next week on episode seven. Yes, see sir. See you. We out.